It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The Boston Celtics can't bet on missed shots to deliver them the NBA title, even if that's how they won the East. The New York Rangers did something no team had done in the playoffs so far, win in Carolina. And why Jimmy Butler made the wrong decision, he's earned the right to make. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Boston Celtics are heading to the NBA Finals after taking down the Miami Heat in South Beach 196. Joining me now on his way back from Miami to Boston, John Corrales from Locked On Celtics. And John, every time we talked during this series, we kept saying the same cliche, a make or miss league. It seems fitting that this game came down to a make or miss situation. Jimmy Butler missed the shot, and that was the difference. I, I swear, I thought that shot was going in. And when it left his hands, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Because it was an 11-0 run, and it was the Celtics being stagnant. And I said at the beginning of that run, boy, do I hate that Celtics offense right now. And they did exactly the same thing that they've done throughout the course of the season. They changed the way they play. And yeah, I'm a big believer in the basketball gods will reward the right energy. And when you play like that, I thought Butler was going to get rewarded for that. And and I think maybe it's just a function of Miami being so hurt and him having to play the whole game. Uh, the shot just fell short. I, I know I, a lot of the Celtics afterwards were like, now in an honest moment, now that the series was over, they were like, they were praying. <laughs> they were like, oh no, not again. So yeah, that, that shot when it left, I thought, here we go. How does Boston break out of this malaise that we've seen really all playoffs late in these games? We saw it against the Bucs when they let the Bucs come back in and, and steal a game when they go into what feels like a four corners offense. Yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know why they, well, actually I do kind of feel like I know why they do that. It's, I think they are just more, they played scared. They played not to lose. They play, you know, all those cliches, but they, they looked like a scared team out there because they were up. 13 and they thought like, okay, all we got to do is get through these last few minutes. And they tried to just get through it. And, you know, you contrast that with the warriors and how they play. If that was the warriors up 13 with a few minutes to go, they would have tried to make it 24. They would try to make it 34. That's just kind of how the warriors go. So I think it's a lack of experience from the Celtics. I think they, they still kind of learning how to be a finals team and the warriors are, who they are they they're confident they they swagger like crazy they they don't care if, it, if the shot misses so what so how did the Celtics break out of that I I'm kind of curious to see if it, there's a, a, an effect like Milwaukee had from last year's conference finals where after getting past the Brooklyn Nets they kind of settled into okay we belong here and so that gave them the confidence to play through some of the stuff 
that they're the Celtics might have been, you know, kind of afraid of that. I think if they get that some of that confidence in we belong here in the finals, that they can go out there and start to take games instead of waiting for the games to sort of end. What is your initial gut reaction now that we know it's going to be Warriors Celtics in, in the NBA finals? I mean, I think right now it's a toss up. These are two really good teams. The matchups are great. They, they each have something that the other struggles against. And I think this can be, this has the potential to be a really classic NBA finals. I think what we have the potential for against Golden State is seven really amazing games because they both can play fast. Both defenses are really good. Talented scorers on both sides. I mean, I think I think I have to say Celtics in seven, but to me, that's just a that's just a grab bag. I, I I've been confident throughout the first three rounds of the playoffs. Right now, if it goes seven, it, it might come down to another last shot. And I'm expecting a really great series. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Rangers were the first team to win a road game in their second round matchup with the Hurricanes, and they did it in Game Seven. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here's what to look for on BetOnline, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Here's some home underdogs worth considering on the Major League Baseball slate of games. The Chicago Cubs taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. Bet Online has the Southsiders at plus 123 to win at Wrigley. The Diamondbacks are hosting the defending World Series champion Braves and find themselves the biggest home dogs of the night. D-backs plus 148 to win. And the late game has the Oakland A's hosting the Houston Astros. Bet Online has the A's plus 116 on the money line. Bet Online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Former first-round pick Jeff Gladney was killed in a car accident early Monday morning. Gladney was a shutdown corner at TCU and was looking to turn his career around in Arizona after being found not guilty of assault in March. The crash happened while Gladney was in Texas to purchase a house for his mom, according to a Facebook post from Exit Realty. The cause of the crash remains under investigation. In case you missed it over the weekend, the LA Lakers got their guy. Milwaukee Bucks assistant Darvin Ham has agreed to a four-year deal to become the next coach of the Fightin' LeBrons. The Lakers were sold on Ham's stature and toughness, his history of coaching star players, and championship pedigree as an assistant and player. Ham's biggest challenge will be to successfully combine the talents of Russell Westbrook with, oh yeah, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, something the Lakers were not able to do this past season, which is exactly why they were looking for a new coach. If the New Orleans Pelicans offer an extension to Zion Williamson this offseason, it will not be fully guaranteed. According to reports, Gail Benson, the Pelicans owner and also the owner of the New Orleans Saints, 
will approach an extension with Williamson much like an NFL contract in order to protect the Pelicans against the risk of injury. Williamson said he is open to an extension with the Pelicans in his final press conference of the season, and he's been cleared of all restrictions from his foot surgery, which kept him out all season. While it would be easy to say, oh, he will bounce back, Zion does carry plenty of injury risk having played just 85 career games since being drafted in 2019. And on the diamond, Paul Goldschmidt led the Cardinals to a Memorial Day win over the Padres. Paul Goldschmidt stays red hot for the Redbirds and they are able to piece it together on the pitching side as the Cardinals beat the Padres 6-3 to today on Memorial Day. I am Lucas Smith, host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. It was a game where you didn't know what you were going to get from the Cardinals pitching staff. Packy Naughton and Andre Pallante are able to get you to the sixth inning with some incredible work from both of them, especially Pallante. It was very important for those two to go. There were two plus innings that they did go, and then the Cardinals were able to piece it together with the rest of the bullpen in Gallegos, Cabrera, and Helsley. And as I mentioned at the top, Paul Goldschmidt remains red hot. He is sprinting towards an NL Player of the Month in May as he clobbers another home run. His inning streak is up to 21 games, on base up to 35 games. You also saw a Nolan Gorman home run as he is another towering shot for his second of the career for the young Nolan Gorman. All in all, a good day for the St. Louis Cardinals and a good start to the three-game set against the San Diego Padres. Here is another story you need to know. The Carolina Hurricanes pushed the New York Rangers to the brink of elimination down three games to two, but it was the Rangers who stormed back, winning a game seven where Carolina was unbeatable in the postseason, six to two. Joining me now from Locked On Rangers, John Chick. And John, what switched in an offensive attack that absolutely ambushed the Canes in this one? You know, I think it was just uh, the Rangers sticking to what they do best, getting the puck at the net. You know, there have been times in this postseason where I think they've been a little bit hesitant to shoot the puck. Everybody's kind of looking to make that perfect pass, set up their buddy for a goal, whatever it might be. I think tonight and also in game six, we saw the Rangers basically just in attack mode and, uh, you know, shoot the puck when they had the opportunities to do so. I think something else that was absolutely huge in this game, and it was huge in really the entire series, uh, the Rangers won the special teams battle, and they won it by a lot. You know, you look at that first period there, The Rangers score on both of their power play opportunities. They kill off both of the Canes' power play opportunities. That was absolutely huge in this series. Uh, You know, the Canes had an amazing penalty kill in the regular season. I believe they killed off about 88% of the opposing team's power plays, but the Rangers didn't let it bother them, and they scored quite a few goals on the main advantage in this series. And uh, that was absolutely huge for them winning this game and winning this series here tonight. If you're a Canes fan, you're going, well, we lost our goalie. Antti Ranta went down, but... The Rangers were already up 2-0 in this game. They were already finding cracks in that stingy Carolina defense. So it, it, was was there something tactical that, that you felt like was able to create an advantage for the Rangers in this one? You know, again, I, I think it's just kind of sticking with it. And let me just say that I do feel for Antti Ranta. He was uh, somebody who obviously, you know, played a couple of seasons for the Rangers. I think yep. overall he had a nice run in the playoffs here for sure. But I think more than anything, you know, it's just uh, just kind of a matter of willpower. You know, the Canes are a really strong team when it comes to winning board battles. I thought the Rangers did a great job there, kind of hanging with them in that department. Uh, you know, took advantage of their opportunities when they had them. And, uh, yeah, they got the win here. Just uh, just a really strong performance for this Ranger team. And nice to see a couple of guys who had been scuffling a little bit step up in a big way. Chris Kreider with a couple of goals. Uh, Ryan Strom scored. He hadn't scored since, I think, 
game two against Pittsburgh. So yeah, just complete team effort. Adam Fox, you know, opening the scoring there. Just great stuff. You know, the best players being the best players, and that's what you need come Stanley Cup playoff time. They now go to the Eastern Conference Finals against arguably the most impressive team in in this Stanley Cup playoff race, the Tampa Bay Lightning. What is your just quick impression of this matchup? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a battle. That is for sure. Um, I will say, you know, I, I think the Lightning, a lot of people are going to have them as the favorites, and rightfully so. They're the two-time defending cup champions for a reason. But I've been hearing this entire season and really the entire playoffs about how the Rangers, oh, they're not going to beat Pittsburgh. All right, well, they beat Pittsburgh. They're definitely not going to beat the Canes. I mean, people are gonna, just going to keep saying that, and I, I think that's good for the Rangers. They seem to thrive in this underdog role. Uh, as we know, they're, they're now 5-0 and when facing elimination in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, obviously not for the faint of heart. If you're a Ranger fan, it's been uh, just an absolute battle to even make it this far. But they got a shot at it, at least. You know, they have a, a deeper team than I think a lot of people realize. And can't wait to see what happens in game one and uh, just kind of take it from there. Coming up, Jimmy Butler is a star. He is a huge reason, if not the main reason, the Heat were in a position to win a championship. So why was that three-pointer the wrong move? Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. In any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or the under. Take points in basketball, hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. You're not getting payouts like that anywhere else. Download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. And on your mobile phone, join our Locked On Sports Today group at sleeper.com slash locked on today and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. They'll just give you money for doing what they ask. Go to sleeper.com slash locked on today and you'll get a $100 match on that first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I love brownies. Who doesn't, right? But you know what can be just as good, sometimes better, is the batter. You put your spoon in while you're cleaning out the bowl. But what if that flavor, what if that wonderful brownie batter flavor, that experience actually made your body stronger? It fueled your body with protein and way fewer calories than even just a couple of spoonfuls of that brownie batter. Well, Built has done it with a puff that takes protein bars to a whole new level. These things are covered in 100% real chocolate with that brownie batter flavor, but with just 140 calories and 17 grams of protein, of collagen protein, so your body can absorb it easily. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Jimmy Butler was tired. He played 48 minutes after all, but he was the star that got the heat to this spot. He was the one who led them to the brink of a championship. But was the three-point attempt the right play? I could see why Jimmy Butler did it. I didn't love it. But if you're a star in this league, those are the shots that you get to take. Those are the decisions you are allowed to make. And Jimmy Butler, throughout this entire postseason, has earned the right to take that shot. And like, Absolutely. If there's no – the only logical explanation for it really, David, is like Jimmy Butler thought he could make it. Yeah. And, and if he thought that – He's kind of earned the right to make that decision. So it's hard to get mad at him for it, but yeah. I logically can't I, – I don't think he should have taken the three. I'm not mad, and I agree with you 100%. Jimmy is a superstar. He has been one of the best players, if not the best players, throughout the playoffs. 
He's had some fantastic games. Certainly a 47-point outing in game six gave him the credibility and the right to do whatever he thinks was the right decision at the time. I just also think, and again, this is something I mentioned to you before we started recording, it felt like the wrong basketball decision from a player who almost always makes the right one. And considering what you mentioned about Horford, the lack of defense from Boston, if he had driven the lane, cut the lead to one with maybe 14 seconds left in the game at that point, if he had been able to drive past Horford, that's enough to foul somebody, get a chance again, maybe have another miracle shot where you can set yourself up there. But for a a shooter like Jimmy, uh, despite the fact that he's been making the three regularly throughout the playoffs, it just didn't feel like the right decision. He's earned the right to take that shot. That doesn't mean he was right to take it. That's what they said. Echoing something Jeff Van Gundy said on the broadcast, you can live with it, meaning the shot, but you have to be willing to die with it. I am willing to die with it if I'm the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is my guy. He sets the tone for my organization, my culture. He's the guy that can hang a 40-piece on the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. He is the guy. He is my guy. And so even though he has not shot better than 25% from three over the last three seasons, I still am fine with him making that decision. It's not just the shot. It's the decision. When you get the ball and go, I am trusting you to make the right decision because sometimes players will do things, special players, that amaze you. We've seen players like Giannis and Tedekumbo in big spots hit threes or free throws, something that he is struggling with in both cases. But in big spots, your star players can make amazing things happen. You can live with it, but you have to be willing to die with it. I will die on that hill with Jimmy Butler, and I'm supporting my guy. And finally... Cody Clemens, the son of seven-time Cy Young winner Roger Clemens, was called up by the Detroit Tigers on Monday. Though he did not play, he is expected to debut Tuesday, and his dad is expected to be in attendance. Clemens was given the number 21, the same number his father wore in Boston from 84 to 96. When asked about the number, Clemens said it was awesome, but he's glad he's an infielder and not a pitcher. So he said, I don't have to live up to what he did. Half a career like his is unbelievable. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go make your second listen. Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball, the play-in tournament, to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, we'll get you set for the NBA finals. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.